Welcome to Christ Church Cathedral on this the evening of the 14th Sunday after Pentecost. Not to us, O Lord, but to your name give glory.
Enlighten the doubtful and bring back the wayward. Gather us all together in mutual love so that our prayer may be pleasing to you. Grant this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever.
A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. In the name of God, source, word, and spirit. Amen. You are the salt of the earth, Jesus teaches. And uh, I have often thought that the elements of, or the aspects of that metaphor are inviting us to be aware that salt is both preservative and flavoring. And we are exhorted to keep our saltiness, to continue to be that which we are intended to be. We gather um, for uh, releasing this evening prayer podcast, connecting it with Labor Day weekend. And so it's not surprising that we might be reflecting on the role of work. The gospel passage continues beyond the you are the salt of the earth and light of the world to a focus on our relationship to the law and the prophets and the clear commandment to fulfill every bit of the law. And so the underlying tone seems to be for us on this Labor Day weekend, get to work. Belonging to the kingdom of heaven is at stake. called to diligent perseverance, to unwavering dedication, to single-minded purpose, to exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. Are you feeling exhausted yet? Even on a holiday weekend, it seems a rather overwhelming set of assumptions and focus. 
but I actually think there's a way out and a way in to a more fulfilling and good news understanding of where, where we are in our relationship to God, the law, and our lives. The lesson from the first book of Kings reminds us that we have to discern to fight the right battle to ensure that we are serving God and God's reign and not running off, tilting at any windmill and fighting every fight. The gospel passage that we have read for today also follows in the context of the Beatitudes as part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. The Beatitudes, that recitation of how blessed are those who for whatever reason, because they mourn, they are pure in heart, they are peacemakers, they are persecuted, blessed are those who know their need of God. It's in that context that I think remembering which fight to fight, which kingdom to align ourselves with, and to recognize the source of our blessedness, that we can hear the exhortation to keep our saltiness and not just be exhausted and overwhelmed. Just about every year when I... Uh, I'm about to take a vacation, somebody inevitably says to me how much I must be looking forward to that and how I deserve it. It is uh, something that there's a part of me that decides to kind of um, dodge and not exactly honor because I know they are trying to tell me uh, that they notice and appreciate the dedication and perseverance and single-mindedness of the work that I put myself to. But I know there's a danger in defining myself in terms of my work, defining my work in terms of achievement. And so I actually feel the need many a summer to slip into a sermon somewhere along the way a recognition that vacations aren't earned. They are part of a rhythm of life. They are part of a wholeness of life to which we have been invited. The communities that have gathered around St. Benedict of Nursia since the early 500s have all been taught that there is a rhythm and a pattern to their days and their life together. It is a lesson that I have not yet learned, that I continue to need to strive for and struggle in and relax into. Because the Benedictine spirituality views life as a gift of grace. And our opportunities for work and study and prayer are all part of the flow and rhythm of our days. 
It is into that rhythm, that flow, that balanced grace that we are invited to work, as well as to listen and obey, to stay where we are and learn from what we've been called to in the here and now. It's, I think, somewhat easier to hear that we are called to fulfill the whole of the law. It is not until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter, that will pass from the law until all is accomplished. But let us remember the core of that law. The law that we have been commanded is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love our neighbor as ourselves. We are invited to exceed the righteousness of scribes and Pharisees, not necessarily by doing more, but by understanding differently our call to live the law of the Lord to recognize it as a grace, a gift, an invitation to a life where fulfilling work, study, rest, recreation, play, and prayer all claim their place. Let us remember to align ourselves with the right kingdom, not that of the Protestant work ethic, and instead align it with the grace that we have been called to receive and to live. It will call for our best. It will call for perseverance and dedication. It will call for our being single-minded in our purpose. But that purpose includes the wholeness of life for which we have been created. That purpose includes preserving and flavoring life with such grace that is an expression of the love of God for us and for all. We believe in the God who is the pillar of fire and the pillar of cloud. We trust in our holy parent who judges and shows mercy. We hope in our creator who is faithful to all that is seen and unseen. We believe in the Jesus who rode in triumph into Jerusalem. We trust in the Messiah who was crucified, died, and was buried. We hope in the living Christ, who walked out of the tomb. We believe in the Holy Spirit, giver of faith and formation. We trust in the breath of life, who stirs, sustains, and sanctifies. We hope in our Advocate, who brings to us, and through us, the gift of God's peace. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. 
My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. of disagreement, teach us to listen. Loose us from prejudice and bind us to your way of forgiving grace. Through Jesus Christ, who stands at the heart of our gathering. Amen. Amen. Thank you. 
praises into one and pray as our Savior taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen.